All right, let me uh, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. I'd love to hear about it. Would you? Yeah. Rough Greens is uh, what I feed my dog, Uno. It's what uh, Pat feeds his dog, what Stu feeds his dog. And when Stu's dog and Pat's dog get big enough, I'll feed their dogs to Uno. <laughs> uh, but I'll sprinkle a little Rough Greens on top of them first, because that way they get their probiotics and all of the protein that they might need. That's hurtful. Uh, <laughs> Miles is not not, not loving the spot. <laughs> um, if he could hear it, uh, he'd be upset. Yeah, it'd be... Mm-hmm. Miles, they're talking about you. (laughs) Rough Greens will help your dog be healthier and happier. I've seen it. We've all seen it with our dogs. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call 833-GLEN-33. It's R-U-F-F-Greens.com. Rush Limbaugh passed away yesterday. It was announced on his show by his wife just minutes after I finished my broadcast. As I was finishing up, I got an email. Rush passed this morning. His wife is going to make the announcement. It is... It was a very tough day for a lot of people. It was a tough day for me, and... I will tell you that I, um, I don't think I've ever done this. Maybe, maybe except for Ronald Reagan, but I don't think there's, I think everything else can wait. Everything else can wait. Uh, Conservatives need to take the time today and just recognize where we are and the freedoms we have. And I think in no small part because of Rush Limbaugh. I'll explain that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, All right, let me tell you about American financing. You tired of, of me shouting from the rooftops about how you need to be fiscally responsible? There's so much chaos going on in the financial world right now. And if you don't believe that, uh, have you seen the price of Bitcoin today? Is it still 51, 52? What is it at? Yeah, uh, 51, 8. 51, 8. Mm-hmm. Okay. All time high. All time high. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, it was 30. Why is this happening? Because of the spending that is coming your way and the way the Federal Reserve Bank and the central banks around the world are treating cash. This is the next generation's gold. Now, unlike gold, I don't know if it will still be around, um, but this is what this generation is looking at. And they're saying, we're going to put it into something that nobody can take because of blockchain. Okay. So what does this mean? 
This means that everything's going to change. You need to get your financial house in order right now. Please call American Financing. If you're paying 3 or 4% or more for your mortgage, if you're paying on high-interest credit cards, get out of all of that. Roll it into your mortgage without resetting the term of your loan. Reset your mortgage rate, your interest rate. You can. Stu just did this. He's, he's down in the twos. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm going to share a couple of stories that I don't think I've ever shared before. Um, and you'll understand at the end of this story why I'm starting here as I'm talking about Rush Limbaugh. I remember sitting in a Broadway play. It was a Saturday afternoon. My wife and I were going. And in the middle of the play, a security agent comes up and hands me his phone and it was on a news story, and it was that Gabby Giffords had been shot. And they, of course, were blaming it on right-wing extremists, which it wasn't. It was a crazy man who was a supporter of the left, but more importantly, he had a problem with the way, I think, the alphabet or grammar. grammar. Was, yeah, yeah, he had a weird I mean, grammar hang-up. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. And he was crazy. Yeah, he was crazy. He was crazy. But at the time, they were blaming it on right-wing extremists and the violence. And I looked at my wife. It was a Saturday, I think. And I looked at my wife and I said, "Eh, this next week is going to be hell. Monday, I got a call from Fox. I got a call from Roger Ailes' office, who had been trying to get his thumb on me for a while. He had tried all kinds of things that were really, really despicable. Um, one of the things I learned at Fox was everyone said I can never leave Fox because, well, I just owe Roger too much. After working there for a while, I realized some people actually meant that they owed him because they had saved him or saved them from something. It was, uh, and it wasn't Roger Ailes, it was the... Uh, well, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, and I remember thinking he is going to threaten to fire me because he called on Monday and said, I want to see Glenn in my office, you know, 3 p.m. Thursday. That week was a very long week, and I tried to think how to outthink this, how to not get trapped because if Roger fired me that week, he would basically be saying Glenn Beck was responsible for Gabby Giffords and I would have to bow the knee and I couldn't do that, but I couldn't get fired either. What was I going to do? I kept my office out. I had an office at Fox, but I never used it. I think I used it like twice. And the only reason why I went up there one time was to show my kids that it overlooked the M&M store (laughs) in Times Square. 
Um, I kept my offices separate because I didn't want to be there. I wanted to retain my own independence. And we were about three blocks away and I was walking and we had war gamed this every way you could imagine. And I had been told by very wise people, get sick, don't go in. You can't go in because you he will put you in a position to where you're you won't win. You won't win. All the way over, I'm saying a prayer and I'm like, Lord, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I don't. I, I, this is it. I, I need some divine intervention, some help, something. And I remember walking past his secretary's desk and she looked at me. She, she had a weird unspoken communication with me. I could tell what I was walking into. Uh, and she just looked up at me and he said, he's waiting for you. And I thought to myself, well, I bet he is. And I opened up the door. And the minute I crossed the threshold, I was filled with empathy for him. It wasn't a scheme. It wasn't a plan. It was nothing. I was suddenly overcome with empathy for this older man. He was sitting behind his desk. Usually he would get up and he'd come around his desk and he'd go, young man, good to see you. This time he sat behind his desk, didn't move, and he looked up. And I saw him for who I felt he really was for the first time. An absolute genius who had lost his way, who now was kind of questioning everything that he did because he knew he wasn't, he wasn't the best man he could be. He was, a, he was a really interesting guy. And he said, we've got uh, a lot to talk about. And I said, Roger, before we do, and this was sincere. I didn't know where it came. I know now where it came from. I didn't know where this came from. But I was so, I was so deeply empathetic for him. And I said, Roger, I have a feeling I know where this is going. But before we get into any of that and whatever happens, happens. Let me first just thank you for this. He said, what? And I said, I believe that America wouldn't be America today if you hadn't have started Fox News. Fox News didn't save America, but you gave us extra time. You gave us maybe 20 years, maybe, maybe. After 9-11, imagine America without Fox News, without an opposing voice or a voice standing up. Imagine what the country would be like. I said, without you, Ronald Reagan may not have won. You advised him and gave him great advice that helped him win. So, thank you. And I looked at him, and he had tears in his eyes. And he could tell that I actually meant that, that that wasn't some ploy. I actually meant that. And he said, you mean that, don't you? And I said, 
yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, strangely, I do. <laughs> I've never even thought of it. But yes, I do. He sat there behind his desk and he kind of patted his desk for a minute. He said, come on over, sit on the couch. I got to talk to you about something. And we sat there and we talked about nothing for an hour. Nothing. And then I said, well, if there isn't anything else, I got to get to the floor to do the show. And he said, oh, yeah, gosh, I'm sorry I held you up for so long. And I walked out. Everybody was outside of the building. All my whole staff was outside of the building waiting. They're like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I'm like, ah, nothing happened. As I walked out, I heard him say, get that effing Palin on the phone. And that was the day that Palin had problems at Fox that we all are aware of. So why am I telling you this story in relation to Rush Limbaugh? Give me 60 seconds and I'll explain. Okay, you know, we all regret things in life, all of us. You know, times we we tried to do the right thing and we, we didn't make it, times that we... You know, we didn't try to do the right thing, and we accomplished whatever it was, and we feel horrible. Uh, there is one success, however, you may have had in your life that uh, you're like, crap. And that's when you were successful at signing that contract for a timeshare. Yeah. Uh, there was probably somebody very, very good, a little uh, slimy kind of, hey, I got it. Would you like another Mai Tai? They're on me. No, seriously. Have another drink. Let me just tell you, you're going to be here all the time. No, 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 no. That's not the way it worked out, is it? Call timeshare termination team today and get the process started. Don't put off uh, another day of paying for things that you're not going to use. You can't use. It's a diminishing, uh, it has diminishing value. Right now, if you use my name back when you call them at 888-GET-YOU-OUT, Timeshare termination team will give you 20% off of the the, uh, the cost of getting out. You are going to save so much money, and you'll get 20% off now if you go to timeshareterminationteam.com and use the promo code BECK or call them at 888-438-8688. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT. A money-back exit guarantee. Learn more online at timeshareterminationteam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So why do I tell you about this with Roger Ailes? Um, Megan Kelly and I had a great conversation recently about Roger and how complex he was and how there was a side of him that I didn't know that was just really dirtbag central. Um, but there was another side that was amazing. He was one of the he's one of the greatest thinkers I've ever met. And when I say thinker, I've met other people who are, you know, literal rocket scientists. I mean, somebody who understood America at its core instinctually, instinctively. He just knew it. He would have been the greatest broadcaster of all time. 
he's the producer of the Rush Limbaugh television show. Roger Ailes was. Before there was Fox News, that's one of the things he was doing. He believed in an America that he lived. That's not to say he believed in, you know, he told me one time, hey, I know we look, we both believe in the Constitution, but, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I remember saying, no, not when it comes to the Constitution. You do what it says, period. But he understood America and he understood the entrepreneur. And he understood people who could come from nothing. And I think that's why I think that's what he saw in Rush Limbaugh. And I think that's what Rush Limbaugh may have seen in him and what I saw in him. Rush had this instinct of. Of what America was thinking and feeling and wasn't afraid to be out of step. It just was him. It's who he was. I tried to think of somebody that I could put in his category because he's one man. It's not like Roger Ailes in Fox News. Roger Ailes, what he accomplished was a lot, but he took a lot of talent to do that. This is one man and one man's talent. One show, three hours a day. Look at how different we are because of Rush Limbaugh. Think of what we know because of Rush Limbaugh. Think of the number of jobs saved because of Rush Limbaugh. Can you think of anyone who has impacted the culture as one man? Martin Luther King had a team around him. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just trying to think who. I thought last night, maybe Johnny Carson, maybe. But Carson was just an entertainer. Carson changed a lot of things, but but it it wasn't fundamental principles of life. He impacted the culture, but it was, there was no depth to it. It was important, but it wasn't essential. Can you think of anyone that had this impact as one human being? They say, you don't know the impact one person can have. He's a great example of that. I don't think people, because those who didn't listen to him were the ones who had the loudest opinions. I don't think people knew who Rush really was as i said in the opening monologue last hour that rush was a quiet guy he listened he was a loyal guy most of his staff has been with him for 20 years 25 years some of them 30 years he had a 32 year career to have staff members with you for 30 of those 32 that's pretty remarkable He's the only guy. They say, oh, he sold out for money. He said these things for money. Did he? You know what he didn't abandon? Not only what his core beliefs were, but he never abandoned the relationship of AM and FM radio. 
satellite radio, podcasting, all of that stuff was derivative. In fact, we were just talking about it. Name the person who could die and it's broken, kept completely silent until his own show. He was about his show. You know why people like Rush Limbaugh? You know why people believe him? Because beyond all of the bluster, he was genuine. He has been incredibly charitable, but most people don't know about it. Most people don't know that when you went to run lunch or dinner with Rush Limbaugh, uh, if it was exceptional service, or if he found out something about the, the server that was unique, special, the tip would be remarkable. Remarkable. $50 million to Lymphoma Leukemia Foundation. He and his wife, Catherine, supported the Marine Corps, the Law Enforcement Association, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation, and so many others. Privately, he changed the lives of multiple people. Privately, quietly. If you had a problem, Rush was there. When people say, oh, I owe my career. Eh. When I say I owe my career to Rush Limbaugh, I mean that. Literally, I owe my career to Rush Limbaugh. I'll explain and tell you about the Mount Rushmore that can now be built. The Mount Rushmore of radio of real deep lasting impact next this is the glenn Beck program if you want just the best night's sleep you've ever had you want it consistently what are you waiting for get my pillow my pillow i've been telling you about my pillow and all their products for a long time now amazing um it's amazing how much uh, if I walked into a store and I could buy it in a store, I wouldn't purchase it. I would pick it up and I would feel it and I'd be like, well, this is a stupid pillow. <laughs> um, but once you sleep with it and you put your fist through each side of it and it fluffs up and it stays that way all night. I, I mean, I don't know. It's witchcraft. I don't know how the, how they do it. I don't know what it is. I don't really care that much to find out. I'm sure I could find out. But. It's a great night's sleep, and I sleep with it every night. I also sleep on the Giza Dream Sheets every night. They're fantastic. MyPillow.com. Go to the new radio listener specials at MyPillow.com and check out the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now. MyPillow.com. 
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. One of my favorite responses uh, to the question or to the charge that you're a racist or homophobe. Um, NBC, the Today Show, asked him, um, are you a racist? Are you a homophobe? Like, you're going to get, yeah, yeah, I am. What a stupid question. (laughs) But his response was brilliant. Uh, No, I'm not. Are you? Are you a racist? No. Are you a homophobe? No. Okay, good. We're both clear now. (laughs) I mean, just not afraid of it. Not afraid of it. Uh, Tucker Carlson asked me last night on his show how he could remain so optimistic and not get bitter. And it's because Rush and anyone who is in this industry that is smart... You pay attention to the people who listen to you, not to the people who don't. Rush knew who he was talking about. He also knew who he was. See, when when people on the left are questioned, uh, which is rare, they don't they don't have to think about uh, who they are or their view or if that viewpoint could be interpreted as being racist Without them being racist. What did they said? How is it that I could be hated by so many people? How many people think this about me? People on the right, we're expected. If you believe these things, you expect going in, you're going to get trashed. Now, you may not know the extent. That may be a little shocking. But you question yourself. If you're a thinking decent human being, you question yourself. Wow, they said that about me. Is that true? Is that who I am? And you think about your positions because you're challenged all the time. You're not challenged. And nobody's, nobody's seriously challenging Ocasio-Cortez uh, and her Green New Deal. Nobody's seriously challenging. Anybody who's challenging that, they can just say, well, they're a racist. They don't believe in climate change. They're science deniers. And then they don't have to think about it anymore. It's actually a benefit to be pushed like the right is pushed. We have to know what we believe in. When I said I owe my career to Rush Limbaugh, I literally mean I owe my career to Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh came into this uh, industry and he created something brand new. There are no AM radios in cars in Europe anymore. They're shutting down all the AM radio stations. AM radio doesn't exist. Why? They don't have Rush Limbaugh. They didn't have something like Rush Limbaugh to bring everybody back to the AM dial to make sure people were actually using that. I honestly don't know what happens to radio now that Rush is out I don't know how long talk radio and people like us survive. This is a huge, huge loss because you had to get rid of him before you could get rid of clowns like me. You had to get rid of him. Now that he's gone, 
I, I don't I don't know what happens from here. But I owe my career to Rush. You know, I think people thought that this was a slam. Uh, at least the media printed it as such. He did an interview with uh, the Today Show. And he was asked about me. Do you worry about the new guys coming up on the block? He's like, no. <laughs> well, what about Glenn Beck? Quote, look what I've spawned. Glenn Beck is to me right on. Glenn Beck is the result of my success. He's right. 100% true. 100% right. There's not a lot of people that could say something that outrageous and be 100% accurate. That is 100% accurate. It's true. And, and not it's not only just political talk radio. Does does like sports radio exist today without Rush Limbaugh? Without him saving the AM dial so that so many stations would be able to thrive that weren't just news talk. I mean, the entire sports radio format basically owes its, you know, life to Rush, too, in many ways. Rush said on his last show of 2020, just a few weeks ago, that he largely sees himself as a political failure. He said, my career has been enormously successful by any standard. But there's a large part of me that feels like I've failed in such a major way. In 30 years, I've tried to convince people, try to persuade people, try to encourage people to critically think on their own, to realize the difference between a conservative and a liberal, the difference between Republicans and Democrats as it relates to conservative principles versus liberal principles. I think anybody who honestly does their job feels that way. Somebody who's doing it for the money, someone who's doing it for the fame, they don't feel that way. I think almost all of us in talk radio feel that way. What else could we have done? How come this hasn't made the impact that we hope? But what Rush was missing and what sometimes I fail to see and others is that we're not a collective. We believe in the individual. We believe one individual can change the world. And that's where our change comes from. Somewhere out there, there is somebody who has been deeply, profoundly changed by Rush Limbaugh. Somebody who's been deeply and profoundly changed by Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Ben Shapiro. All of those names I just gave you, oh, 100%. Their career, 100%, to Rush Limbaugh. Mount Rushmore of radio could be carved today. On it 
would be Rush Limbaugh. On it would be Paul Harvey. On the radio, Mount Rushmore would be Don Imus. And probably in the Washington position would be Bob Hope. Those four men, and really the only one that I would question would be Paul Harvey, because Paul Harvey really kind of stepped into the shoes of, uh, what's his name? Good night, good luck. Um, Edward R. Murrow. Edward R. Murrow. Yeah. He did news and brought news in a different way. But in my generation, it would be Paul Harvey. I thought today and yesterday, if you're old enough, you may have reached the point to where you're like, oh, crap, I'm the elder at the table now. I'm the one talking about all the problems I've been having with gas. We as kids used to sit at the little kids table and then we got to the adult table. And when you got to the adult table, you always heard all the old people going, yeah, I got this pain and my doctor was lancing his boil. And you're like, could we stop talking about all of this stuff? And you realize at some point, I'm not at the top of the food chain. I'm the next to be eaten. I'm now at the bottom of the food chain. I'm the head of the table. And I don't really want to be the head of the table because I know what comes next. And I'm not those people. I, I'm Yes, I'm still talking about gas and boils, but I'm not those people. Those people were wise and good and decent. I have been the most fortunate man. The guy who really invented morning radio was Don Imus. The morning zoo was a knockoff in many ways of Don Imus. He invented that. He was my friend. I wrote for Bob Hope. Paul Harvey, I met. And Rush Limbaugh is responsible for my career. And more than just saving the network or inventing, he was personally responsible for my career. I'll talk about that next hour. And I want to tell you about how an honest, honest, very powerful liberal who was the head of the National Organization of Women in Los Angeles or in California, how Rush Limbaugh changed her. I think all of the problems of the world today, and they are big, they're going to be there tomorrow world is still going to be on fire and there's probably going to be a few more fires as well today i think we should focus on the power of the individual the power of one man the power of one voice and hopefully 
you will find yourself somewhere in the stories that I'm trying to tell you today about a great man, Rush Limbaugh. All right, you want to save money whenever and wherever you can, but I also like quality in the things that I pay for, so I'm not going to buy something that is not as good. And also, uh, now, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I'm not doing business with that company. No. All right, so let me give you something that you can change, and it plays a big part of uh, in your life. It's Patriot Mobile. All the cell towers, everybody's on the same cell towers now as the big guy. So, you know, you now have to look at customer service. Is that better? With Patriot Mobile, yes, it is. Uh, is it going to cost you less money than the competition? Uh, big time, yes, it is. Can you, can you get a great deal on whatever plan you settle with, and can it be easy to switch over because that's always a hassle. Uh, not with Patriot Mobile. And most importantly, am I giving my money to people who are working against my values? Am I giving my money to, let's say, Verizon that is that's helping fund Planned, Planned Parenthood, helping fund organizations that are, you know, standing up against the Second Amendment and the First Amendment? Uh, I don't want to give my money to them. Patriot Mobile doesn't do that. In fact, they do the opposite. They're standing with you. And this month, you get free premiere activation when you set the phone up. Uh, they'll set it up for you. You'll get a special gift with the offer code BECK, and you'll get the same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. So join now, patriotmobile.com slash BECK. That's patriotmobile.com slash BECK. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Giving credit where credit is due, spending the day talking a little bit about Rush Limbaugh today. I know next hour you're going to spend some time talking about the foundations of the show and how you know Rush Limbaugh was very intimately involved in that um, going back a few years. But um, I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh after high school and I wanted to get into radio, but I really wanted to do kind of sports or you know comedy stuff and... Um, I remember sitting on the beach in you know, Fort Lauderdale after high school, you know, no money. Like you know, the only thing I could do is go to a free beach and I had like a Walkman and listening to Rush Limbaugh, not really ever thinking about politics all that much. And I just remember him bringing up these arguments or callers bringing up these arguments that were like liberal points. And, you know, like when you watch like Law and Order where like the prosecution makes their case and you totally think that that's true. And then the defense makes their case and they totally like they totally mm -hmm. bring you back and forth. And I remember him, you know, these points would be made by liberals and I didn't know anything about politics. And they seem like good points. And he had an answer for every one of them. Every single one of them he had the answer for. And it always made much more sense than the initial point. And he could he was he had that unique ability to be able to within a couple of sentences show how ridiculously absurd the leftist point was on any given topic. This is why they worked so hard and spent so much time and money to make him into a monster because they needed to put an electric fence around yeah. him. You couldn't let anyone into his audience and listen. That's why they never debated anything he actually said yeah. because he was so effective. So, that's why I said earlier, Rush didn't do his show for the people who didn't listen. You can't do that. And that's the left. Because early on, the left did listen to him. 
And they realized this is why they dubbed him the most dangerous man in America, because they knew if you listened to him, you'd have that experience. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, everything I thought I knew is wrong. Wait a minute. That works. And that works with this, this and this. And and that's that's the biggest Rush Limbaugh was very successful in any possible way you could count it. Um, but the left was also very successful in convincing half the country that he was an absolute monster. Monster. He wasn't. He wasn't. This is their only defense. Yeah. Was to pull him out of context and make him uh, toxic. I'm going to give you a. I'm going to give you an honest liberal, uh, diehard head of the National Organization of Women for a while, and how Rush Limbaugh changed her. Coming up.